Hello and welcome to Sounds of Smoke, a mystery adventure podcast. Thank you everyone for listening. Please remember that all characters, people, events, and situations are completely made up for your fictional pleasure. They do not represent any real-life people, events, or pets, and any likeness to a reality is purely coincidental. It's just a story. Episode 8, Hawaiian Pizza. You okay, buddy? Dave repeats. He looks around and says, We gotta clean this before anyone stumbles on here to hook up or something. What? Oh, yeah. Okay. So, Dave, now will be the time to tell me who the fuck you actually are and what is it that you do. And don't give me this bullshit about ice cream because we are way past that, buddy. At this point, I'm staring Dave down like it's the last thing I do. Nick returns. He's completely covered in blood. He nods to Dave and walks over to me and helps me up. He says that he was able to catch the guy, and, well, the guy's dead now. He looks around and notices that Francis is still alive. Good, we need him alive. I'll take Francis and you guys get the other one, says Nick. Nick? What the fuck? Firstly... Do you guys know each other? I motion to Dave. And secondly, what is going on? Why is the extraction team after... I'm trying to think as fast as I can. The conclusion is simple and terrifying. It's... Is it you? Is the extraction team after you? Nick, what did you do? Nick starts saying that yes, he knows Dave. Dave is a trade dealer. Trade master, actually. Dave corrects Nick. Ah, trade dealer, I think sarcastically. Should have figured that out by his demeanor. I see. One of those guys. I mumble just loud enough to be heard. Trade dealer is a guy who pretty much can get you anything, anyone, or any whatever. There's this rumor that one of those guys was actually able to get a whole country for a play. I think they said it was Qatar, or was it Poland? Hmm. I'm not sure. Anyway, they can get you things that most people can't, but lots of us need or want. Now, Trade Master is a guy who does the same thing, except that he has trade dealers working for him. He is usually multilingual, tech-savvy, and trained to kill. So a total dick. Show off. Nick walks over to Francis, who is coming to, and knocks him out completely. He picks him up, throws him over his shoulder, and then says that we all need to talk, but not here and not now. He says that he'll meet us at my house. He looks over to Dave and then walks away into the corn. I turn to Dave. I am not happy and now even more confused. This is becoming very, very confusing. Dave looks at me and says that he gets it and that he is not sure exactly how far this thing goes and why there's all of a sudden such an interest in Lola, but she is definitely part of this somehow. Lola! Shit, we left her all alone. Do you think they're going to go after her? Dave says that he has people watching the perimeter in case someone tries anything but we should probably get back to her because we will need her and that she definitely has no idea about what either one of us does for a living. And if I have any idea of how to break it to her, he's all ears. Great, man. Thanks. But she's your friend and I just met her. Shouldn't it be you who talks to her? I'll help, of course. I just don't really know her. 
Fuck it. We're all in this together. We'll figure it out. Now, you want to grab the guy's arms and I'll grab his feet? Because neither one of us will be able to throw him over our shoulder. This guy is 6'7 and like 260. Big fucking gorilla. Dave laughs and says that if we carry the body towards the woods end of the cornfield, he'll be able to take care of it. I nod and we pick up the body. All of a sudden, we hear someone walk is walking towards us. We can see the leaves start to shuffle. My body gets tense and Dave gives me a look that he is prepared to attack if need be. The corn parts, we both freeze in anticipation for the worst. And then we realize that we don't know what to do. It's Lola. She looks at us, the dead body, at Dave, at my bleeding nose. My shirt is torn and she looks at my tattoo with a strange look and she just freezes. Dave drops his part of the body, and I'm left standing there, holding his feet, covered in sweat and blood and corn leaves, shirt torn, why does this keep happening to me? And we both just staring at Lola, and what is she going to do? Dave looks directly at her and says very calmly, Cookie, don't scream. Did he just call her Cookie? What the fuck? I can hear myself finally able to say something. I'm trying to make sense of what I'm looking at, but I am lost. My first thought, that maybe Victor is gay, and he was trying to hook up with Dave. But Dave's not gay, and I don't think Victor is. And who is the other guy? And why is he beat up and unconscious? They are all beat up. So there was a fight. They were all in a fight. Okay, that can happen. I mean, second thought, maybe some guy, well, this unconscious guy, got really drunk on a moonshine and tried to pick a fight with one of them, and the other just jump in. Yeah, that is definitely more plausible than the gay thing. Cookie, hey, it's okay, just breathe. Dave's voice cuts through my thoughts like a scalpel bringing me back to the present. Hey, Cookie, look at Dave. It's okay. I saw Dave giving Victor a weird look when he called me Cookie. Did you just call me Cookie? Wow, did both of them just call me Cookie? I haven't been called that in a long time. That is a blast from the past. Used to be my old childhood nickname, which really stuck for good. As adults, Dave would always use that nickname when he was trying to get on my good side. I don't remember the last time he called me that, but then again, I haven't really talked to Davey lately. I don't even know if I know him anymore. High school was a long time ago. What the fuck is going on? I feel like I've been standing here for a long, long time. I keep on trying to analyze the situation, but my mind is blank. Now, something doesn't make sense to me. I look at the unconscious dude and realize that he is dead. Oh my god. He is dead. Dead. That is a dead body. Oh fuck. I think I'm going to puke. There is a dead man in a cornfield, and these two definitely had something to do with it. All of a sudden, I feel this uneasy feeling of being unsafe come upon me. I also feel like I'm going to barf any time now. I can feel my heart starts to race fast. But my body is frozen. Am I breathing? And then everything starts to go quiet. Did I just go deaf from the shock? I can see the guys also looking around. 
for sound. No, not mad. It actually just went quiet, like no music, no voices, dead calm, with just the sound of a corn blowing in the night wind. And then the beat drops, and you can hear the crowd of people screaming. I look up and see a sea of glow sticks being thrown into the dark night sky, and then rain back down like the neon rain. Pink, blue, purple, green. I forgot that I was at a rave. Usually when that happens, it's a sign that you're having a good time. So good that you lose yourself in a moment. But this time, I don't think I'm having a good time. I look back at Dave and he smiles and tells me that was a sick drop. I think I smile back. And then I feel like I'm floating. And everything goes blurry. And then dark. I see Lola looking up at the sky of glow sticks. That is actually pretty cool. And then when she looks back at us, I can see that she's about to faint. I know that look all too well. I drop the body's feet that I was still holding for some reason and sprint towards her and catch her just as she faints. I look up at Dave. Well, I think we found a way to tell her about what we do. I got her. Can you deal with the body? Dave nods and says that he's going to get the wheelbarrow. I tell him, let's just meet at my house, and that. I'll take Lola with me, that way she'll be safe. We nod at each other and go different ways in the cornfield. I open my eyes, and it takes me a moment to just sort of figure out what's what. I remember Dave and Victor holding a dead body in a cornfield, and the rain of glow sticks. Did that happen? Wasn't I on a date? My date! I know where I know this guy from! What's his name again? Victor! Yes, Victor is the naked dinosaur man! I sit up fast, and maybe I sit up too fast, but all of a sudden I feel sick. I remember that uneasy feeling from right before I blacked out. You're fine, I'm fine. Fine, I'm fine. Nope, not fine. Going to barf. It's coming up. I can't control it. I look around and someone hands me the wastebasket and I just throw up. There, there. It's okay. You're in a shock. While my head is still in a bucket, I hear a familiar voice. It's Dave. And then I'm being patted on my back. I look up and he lets go of my hair. He was holding my hair for me. Some things never change, lol. Dave smiles and gives me a towel and a glass of water. Drink, he says. And then he gives me the moonshine, too. Drink that, too. I take a sip and feel the sweet burn glide down to my shot system and into my stomach. I feel a little better. You fainted in the cornfield. Fainted? Fainted. Okay, yeah, well, that explains the blackout. I look around. I'm not home. And this is not Dave's home. I don't know where I am, but something about this place looks familiar. I see Victor walking in with pizza. I realize that what I saw before in the cornfield was real, and that I'm in Victor's house. I remember this couch from where I was spying on the neighborhood from my porch. I look at Victor and then Dave. Davey, what the fuck? Why are we in this guy's house? I feel scared now and I don't understand what is happening. Did you guys kill that guy? Did he attack you first? What happened? 
Vic comes over to the sofa and hands me a plate with pizza. It's a Hawaiian slice. I can't believe it. I thought I'm the only one that likes it. Thanks. I take the pizza and confusingly stare at them. Dave and Vic look at each other as if trying to figure out who is to speak first. Oh my god, guys, come on, someone just start talking. Vic takes a deep breath in and is about to start talking when we all hear footsteps. Someone is walking towards the living room and we all turn to look in the direction of the footsteps. And then I see Spencer walk in. Now I'm really confused. Oh, what is happening? First Francis, now Spencer. What's next? My high school art teacher? Or maybe Santa? Santa? Why on earth did I say that? I get Lola into the car and then grab a wet wipe. Yes, I have wet wipes in my car. I've learned my lesson from before. Do not drive while covered in blood. I wipe my face, put on a new t-shirt, and then start the engine. Send a text to Nick that I'm on my way to keep the communication open and going. My phone rings. It's not a number I know. Could be Nick. Hello? Oh. Hey, Dave. It's Dave. I would ask how you got my number, but given that you're a trade master, there's no need. Okay. Got it. Thanks. Will do. He tells me that this is a safe line and to call him, if anything. Oh, and that there are cops on Mellow Lane, so avoid that. I put the car in gear and go. Once I get to my house, I see an ice cream truck is parked by the side of the house, and Dave is already there standing on my porch waiting for me. He runs up to my car, opens the passenger door, and gets Lola out of the back seat. She is still passed out. He picks her up and carries her into the house. I was going to do that. She's my date. I was going to do that. That's all right, I got her, says Dave. I almost feel jealous, I think. I don't like it. I pause before going into the house and look around. I can see one more car, a Mustang. I guess it's Nick's. I walk into the house and I can smoke pizza. I walk into the living room and Dave has put Lola on my couch. Fine, she'll be more comfortable there. Here, take this wastebasket. She might get sick after seeing us covered in blood holding a dead body. First time is always the hardest. Thanks, buddy. Good thinking, Dave replies. Where's Nick? And do I smell pizza? Dave sits on a chair next to Lola and smiles and says that Nick got hungry and ordered a pizza. A Hawaiian pie and a cheese pie. It's in the kitchen. Yeah, he loves his Hawaiian pizza. This one, too, Dave says and nods towards Lola. Really? What weirdos. Wait, so Nick is here? Apparently, he's in the basement with Francis. Oh, shit. I hope he put plastic on the floor. Although it's concrete, so it washes easily. I can see Lola's coming to consciousness. I'm going to grab her, and me, a slice of pizza. She'll need it in a moment. As I come back into the room, just as I suspected, the poor girl is being sick in a wastebasket, while Dave is holding her hair with one hand and patting her back with the other. They're cute together. I don't really have any childhood friends. She sees me, and I can feel that she's uneasy. This date did not go as normal as I had hoped. can't even imagine how she feels about it. 
I probably scared this poor girl off dating for good. Did she just ask why we're in my house? How does she know that this is my house? I come over and give her the pizza. She looks up at me, grabbing the pizza, and she looks terrified. Hey, how are you feeling? Here, eat this. This will make you feel better. Was my way of saying, hey, we're not going to kill you. Please stay calm. Because that never works. As I hand her the pizza. Lola looks at us and asks us the one question we were both dreading to hear. I look at Dave. I mean, how are we to tell Lola that we work for a secret private company that allows us to kill people by all means necessary, and it comes with dental? Fuck it. Here it goes. I open my mouth to speak, and I hear Nick coming up from the basement. As he walks into the room, Lola's face changes. So... Spencer, Victor, Davy, anyone cares to fucking explain what the fuck? What the hell is he doing here? This is weird. What the hell am I doing here? Why is Dave here? Maybe I've slipped in my shower and I'm in a coma. And this is all just a dream. Spencer? Dave and I look confusingly at Nick. Nick? Why the fuck is Lola calling you Spencer? Did you just call him Nick? Okay, what is happening here? Who are you? And Spencer, or Nick, is it? Why were you all covered in blood? And was that guy really dead? Just tell me, okay? I feel like I think I should know. Unless if you actually killed him, then maybe I don't want to know. Fuck. I look at Davy and he breathes in and starts telling me that he's not just an ice cream salesman and that he is like something called a trade master, which is like a guy that can get you unusual things or some shit like that. And that Victor and Nick, not Spencer, are part of the retrieval team, which is like secret agent type people that retrieve things by all means necessary. And that we all work for the same company. Not Dave, though. Apparently, he's freelance. I look at these guys, and they are all looking at me with their big poppy eyes just waiting to see my reaction. Okay, so let me get this straight. We all work for this secret company, except for Dave. And this company kills people and has all kinds of agents that do different things. And Vic and Nick, you guys are these retrieval agents that also kill people in order to get either information or some secret object or something from them. And I also work for this company. Am I getting all of this? Yep. That's it. Uh Uh-huh. Right. Okay. Question. What do you mean the same company? Spencer or Nick, whatever your name is, you work with me. What do you mean Spencer works with you? Dude, what the fuck? I look at Nick and he motions to Lola to continue. Oh, I see, Dave says. What do you see, Dave? What the fuck, guys? Yeah, my feelings exactly. And can I continue? I give Victor shut the up and let me finish look. Okay. So, what I know 
is that I work or worked. I got fired, as you all know, but I worked for Tornado, which is this big conglomerate that owns things from real estate to sports teams to media. I worked in the real estate department doing property inspection. Now, Nick, that is going to take some time to get used to, Nick was working in the environmental department. We worked together on the Green Hollow property project, which was my last project that I did not get to finish and was subsequently fired over. So me and Spencer, I meant Nick, sorry, definitely worked together. Fine, I'll give you that. So Vic, if that's your real name, you work for Tornado too? Victor is my real name. Oh, I just remembered. Hey, Nick, you know who I, or we, I motioned to Victor, have run into today? We ran into Francis. Remember that guy? He worked in IT and had this big dark red hair, lots of freckles on his face, and wore suspenders like a weird hipster, and altogether was just so annoying. He would just randomly show up and start saying the most boring shit, and you would never know how to get rid of him. You know, you remember the guy? Nick says that, yeah, he definitely knows who I'm talking about. So, yeah, we ran into him tonight. So, running into you and him in one evening. Crazy, huh? Crazy, says Nick as he stuffs pizza into his face. Did you order the Hawaiian? Yeah, Nick smiled. Cool, cool. So, since Francis also works for our company, do you think he's in some way involved in this weird night too? Hmm? I can see they're all looking between each other. That is not the reaction I hoped for. I was just sort of making a joke, but somehow I feel that I made sense. So, Vic, Vic and Nick, I guess it's your turn to explain. I gotta say, this girl has some balls. I can see why she could be a threat. Okay, so, I understand how you know Nick, and really... Spencer, that's the name you chose? Nick just shrugs and says that he likes the name. I think it's a pretty cool name. Okay, okay, fine. That was a cool name. So, Tornado is a big company. So technically, yes, I work for Tornado. But that is their face company. The subsidiary of Tornado is known as the Illari. International Light... Liability Liquidation Assembly of Recourse and Artificial Intelligence, or ILRI for short, which is a security, defense, and research corporation responsible for most of the world's wars, attacks, military, weaponry, and space exploration. It's a huge beast, and that between Tornado and ILRI, they pretty much control the world. I am an ILRI employee. Nick and I, we do retrieval. If there is an object or a person missing, we find it and retrieve it. You work for the face company. I do not know why Nick was pretending to be Spencer and working for Tornado. Nick? Nick is still stuffing his face with pizza. I swear, sometimes I feel like he is a total sociopath. We are in a shit situation and he is calmly eating pizza pizza while we have a distraught, most likely civilian girl here and part of an extraction team tied up in the basement. And here Nick is, pretending to be Spencer and just eating the fucking pizza like an idiot. Nick, can you put the pizza down and explain? Gee, I sound just like my mom. 
Dave laughs and says the same thing. Yes, I know. I sound like my mom. Shut up, Dave. You, Nick, speak. Yes, ma'am, says Nick and begins to explain that he was moved to Tornado as a cover to shadow me. He was not given a reason why, which is unusual, but not that unlikely. He was supposed to observe my work and report any findings or interactions that I come in contact with. It started with a green hollow project. Once I found that grave in that building, I was let go, and Nick's assignment was deleted. Deleted. Not canceled. Not concluded. It was erased. Like it never happened, says Nick. The company told him to strike it, given a reason that original assignment was a failsafe for something else, and not really needed. He continued saying that he knew right away that was bullshit. They did a good job of hiding it, but he's been doing this too long, and he knew that this was much bigger that it might, and it might come back to him, or more likely for him. So he put a plan in motion to make sure to figure out what exactly happened. Because that would be the only way to save him. He said that he never stopped shadowing me, because if he was right, and there was a shitstorm coming his way, it would start with Illeride trying to kill me. It was only a week ago that Nick was contacted by the agency to track me down and assigned to eliminate me. Eliminate me? You were ordered to kill me? Oh my god, you're going to kill me! I could feel every muscle in my body tense up and I began to hold a mason jar of moonshine by a handle so that I can break it over and stab Nick if needs be. Forgetting that there are two or more other guys in the room depends on where Dave's loyalty lied. When he said eliminate, I could see Dave had the same reaction of surprise. If you're going to touch her, you're going to have to go through me, buddy, said Dave. I forgot how defensive he can be, so it's two against two. Good. I like those chances better. What? No. No one is getting killed in my house. Nick, you can't kill her. Something is not right about this. I know. That's why I didn't. Something didn't feel right to me either, says Nick. He continued telling us that he did not follow orders. Instead, he decided to get closer to her to figure out what was it that changed a week ago. So you are the executioner. Does the extraction team know that it's you? Were they after her or you? Fuck. Well, at least now I know why they were in the restaurant. They were doing recon, trying to figure out if the executioner was eliminated before making moves. They didn't seem to know me, so Nick was supposed to be a ghost hit, meaning that his identity was only known to the person that put the hit out on Lola, but no one else. Lola, I promise you, I will not let Nick hurt you. Nick, I don't think she is a malicious threat. Also, we're not hitters. We are retrieval. Sure, paths and orders cross sometimes, but we have protocol. If you do this, it'll change everything. Sure, some of that was bullshit. I wasn't 100% sure about Lola, and Nick, being a fighter, was definitely also used for hits sometimes. We all kill in this department. Hell, even Dave, the buddy, has definitely killed. Probably more than me. But this, here, now? No. Look, to tell you the truth, I don't know if Lola is playing us or not. But I do know that to find out, we will need her. Alive.
Thank you for listening. Sounds of Smoke is written by Anna Abrams and performed by Anna Abrams and Dan Medvedek.